What's cracking? You're now listening to Real Spit with Royale right here on Family FM recording right here inside of Canal Street Radio. Salute to my guy Ryan for letting me in the building. Uh, major salute to my listening party family for letting me back in the building. The pilot, season one, the pilot went real good, man. Salute to everybody that listened already. Uh, I go by the name of D Royale, the official creator of the greatest podcast in the world. It's a little overstated right now. I know it's pretty early, but you know you got to speak it into existence. All right, that's my mantra for 2019. I'm speaking everything into existence, but I'm also following it up with action. And uh, speaking of that, yours truly, your homie D Royale, uh, putting some things in action right now. I'm looking for, I wouldn't even say a co-host. I'm not even going to go that far. I'm not going to say I'm looking for a co-host. I will say this. I am looking for someone or some people to be recurring guests because I'm going to be recording at about, what, two to three times a week? I want to say two times, three times is ambitious. A lot happens in between times, so I always get scatterbrained. There's always a lot going on. Um, so if you want to be a part of Real Spit with Royale, uh, the podcast going forward, all you have to do is get at me. You can email me, droyale, D-R-O-Y-A-L-E, 1045 at gmail.com. That's the email. Uh, you can also get at me on Instagram and Twitter because I frequent on there. Uh, so all you got to do is hit me up. At D Royale, D R O Y A L E. Just get at me right there, Instagram or Twitter. Or you can check it out um, on, you know, you can have my, uh, my SoundCloud um, where I keep a lot of the episodes. Uh, remember, you can stream this show on all major platforms. All right. You can get at us on uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. You can download the episodes through iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Tune in. What up, though? Uh, so download that TuneIn app if you're using that for Android. Uh, it's also available in the Apple, uh, the, yeah, the Apple Market Store as well. So make sure you get up on that. It's all completely free, too. I'm going to start, you know, really getting into this, um, making sure that you can find it everywhere. It's on Stitcher. Uh, what else, man? It's on, uh, you can stream it on anywhere, really. I'm Also, I'm going to start putting the videos up on YouTube going forward. So make sure you subscribe. D-Royale uh, on YouTube. That's, that's my YouTube channel as well. Um, so if you want to be a part of it, you want to be a recurring guest, you know any guests that want to be a part of a dope up-and-coming podcast, unadulterated, unfiltered, real spit, that's what you got to do. Get at me through the email, droyale1045 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also get at me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, droyale, D-R-O-Y-A-L-E, or my SoundCloud. Now, before I go any further, I just want to take the time out to salute everybody that streamed and listened to the first episode of Real Spit with Royale. Um, man, 47 total plays in a week. Now, look, I, <laughs> I say that pretty fast like I glossed over it. 47 spins in a week is still counting. I just got two more spins within the last uh, 12 hours. So I just want to say salute to everybody that tuned in, man. And salute to everybody that gave me feedback on it. Uh, so many names and so many people hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. I can't possibly remember right now. But I'll, you know, maybe tag you all in the tweet or something like that. Uh, but this is my own platform and the whole purpose of Real Spit Royale is to open up an unbiased, unadulterated, uh, pure dialogue of current events, things that are going on in the world and how um, pretty much how societal ideologies influence it. And we just kind of depict it. We just kind of, you know, dissect it, break it all apart, put it back together. Um with my opinion on it so if you want to be a host if you want to be a guest you already know i already hit you up at the mediums to get at me um you can also follow me as well now speaking of that i do want to get into something that's pretty important today today is jay-z's birthday all right december 4th 2018 it's a tuesday 
You know, um, it is Jay-Z's birthday. And I'll say this, you know, because last week Meek's album dropped, Meek Mill's album dropped, Champions, Championships, yeah, Championships, which is super fire. I rock with that joint tough. Don't get me wrong. Like, track for track, this might be Meek Mill's best album. All right, and it might be the best one released. I think Lil Baby dropped his album. I want to say Problem dropped his album. And uh, Salute to Problem because I really feel like that album is fire, so don't sleep on that. Make sure you get up on that Problem album. It's called S2. Um, that's super fire. Make sure you get up on that. But I, let, not, let me not get off on let me. I'm not going to get off on a tangent about albums dropping. Jay-Z is featured on a track with Meek Mill and Rick Ross uh, on his album. And... Um, it's it's a fire song, okay? Rick Ross snapped. A lot of people thought he was taking shots at Takashi Six Nine. I don't think that's necessarily the case, um, but I will say this: I will say that Meek Mill is spitting some of his best bars, his content, his delivery, his flow, all of it. All right. So the name of this particular track off Meek Mill's Championships album, which just dropped, is called "What's Free." Rick Ross, Hove, Meek Mill. Now, fast forward to the point that I'm making because today is Jay-Z's birthday. So let's 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 salute to, to you know, the legend that is Jay-Z. So many different layers we can get into. I mean, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do I'm, I should do a top playlist of my favorite Jay-Z songs because it, it's not the usual suspects. But I don't know. I, I'll think about it. I'll probably tweet about that later. So anyways, Jay-Z's verse on his What's Free song off the new Meek Mill album Championships was pretty fire. Obviously, I mean, it's whole, it's a feature, and he went in. Now, a lot of people at first thought he was dissing Kanye. I didn't think he was dissing Kanye. I just think people are so quick to try to jump the gun and want to pit people against other people, especially because Ye has been on this whole I love Donald Trump thing. And, you know, obviously, Jay-Z is really anti-Donald Trump, um, you know, from Ye Rock and the MAGA hat. And, you know, Jay-Z referenced it, no red hats, um, in his verse. But he also said... You know, you're not going to pit me against my brother. So he even tweeted, like Jay-Z even tweeted, like, yo, and Jay-Z's rarely on Twitter or any social media platform for that matter. So the fact that he took the time out to tweet lets you know he really cared to let you know, don't misconstrue what I said. I'm letting y'all know, you know, he's yay, I'm Jay, don't pit us against each other, you know, but still no red hat, you can't buy us, we ain't no house niggas. I, I thought that was super dope. Now, this verse is just like every other Jay-Z feature. It's reputable. So it, you could talk about it for days. You could talk about it till you blue in the face. You could try to dissect it the whole nine. But it got people to thinking again and talking again like, man, Jay-Z's been great for so long. He can rap until he's 89. People going crazy on Twitter. You know how Twitter is. They're in an uproar. And <laughs> it got to the point where I found myself chiming in like, yes, Jay-Z is one of the greatest rappers of all time, arguably the greatest rapper of all time, if you're looking at it from a couple different perspectives. And I kind of got caught up on Twitter with arguing. I mean, I was arguing with people from like 2 in the morning to like 7 in the morning on a, from Friday night to Saturday morning. Still going when I woke up. I just dropped a tweet. I didn't think it was going to take off. It didn't go viral, but it most definitely got a lot of interaction. And the the thing that, that that made me laugh is Ebro was tweeting, so I chimed in on Ebro's tweet, and we kind of we have a back and forth. You know, he tweeted something, I tweeted something, then I took I took it to the gram. I wanted to know what people thought, 
but he was just saying that there's no other artist that's been influential, hip-hop artist, that's been as influential, business savvy, bar for bar, consistency, you know, the whole nine. And I'm thinking to myself, you do have a point for the most part with Jay-Z. You do. All right? It's very few artists you can argue that's, that's even on that level. But I'm talking about from an artistry standpoint. I'm talking about from pure bars, songs, influence. You know, I, I can't really speak from a business savvy part because, you know, Jay-Z and Dr. Dre and Puff, obviously, you know, the highest ones in that caliber. And obviously DJ Khaled, now you got Drake entering that realm. But we're talking about ghosts, legends, people that's been in the game for, for I want to say, 15 or 20 plus years, right? I said Wayne, Lil Wayne was better because I thought bar for bar, I think Wayne is up there. I, I think it's time to give Wayne his just due. As, as if it isn't past time, I think it's time we give Wayne, Lil Wayne has just due. I've never seen anybody rap like this guy. I've never seen anybody, you know, pill off song after song, mixtape after mixtape, album after album, feature after feature from like 04, 05, all the way up until I think he's, he kind of slowed, he's, well, you know, kind of, he slowed down because of the whole cash money Birdman back and forth. And I honestly, you know, had he not done that, I think his name would have been even more in that hat. But Ebro laughed it off and made it seem like, oh, you're talking about a mixtape or you're talking about a small era. We're talking about a lifetime, a body of work. And that's, yeah, okay, you, you, you got that. But I'm just saying, I'm not even saying that Wayne is better, and I'm not even the biggest Wayne fan, but I'm just saying it's time to start giving new people their just due. How long can you keep saying one person is the greatest? And the thing about Jay-Z, and I'm not knocking him, happy birthday, ho. My opinion, he probably will never hear this today in his life, which is fine by me. But what I'm saying is that it got to a point, it's to a point now where, you know, Hove is very strategic about his releasing of music. He's not just rapping like he used to rap no more. He's not giving you a record every summer no more. It's like every three, four years. And then if him and him and Beyonce feel like dropping so they can go on tour. But it's it's not how Wayne still cranks out music at a crazy rate. Like now Wayne did slow down as of as of like what the last four years. No album. The Carter Five came out, it was pretty good. I don't know if it was better, you know, than the Jay Z and Beyonce album, but it you know, it, it resonated. Um, but I say all that to say I just and then he even reiterated it on the show. Which frustrated me even more. It was the full clip, and you hear the Wayne clip come in afterwards. Greater rapper <laughs> than Jay Z, Kerry. Nas, man. Nas greater than Jay Z. I knew that was gonna be the first. Nas call. is fair. Nas greater than Jay Z. He whipped him on the on the beat. Max longevity. Illmatic, the number one record ever. That's a, That's a good point. Some good arguments. I knew Nas would be the first call. Oh yeah, Nas had to be. Nas is great. All right, Chris, what do you say? Greater than Jay-Z. Pays me to say this, but I'm going to have to go with Lil Wayne, impact-wise. What? You mean influence. You think you think I'm Wayne's a bigger with, influence? I'm going with Wayne. The no, Lil then, Wayne I, thing frustrates I, 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 me. I appreciate the call. He influenced mumble rap, for sure. Disrespectful. Who the he influenced Young Thug and all of that, for sure. It's disrespectful. It's just the mumble rap. Wayne Wayne is known for bars and clear bars. There's no mumbling in Wayne's rap. I mean, yeah, people who who are now the younger artists who are now popular, like they reference him, but they reference Kanye too. Like, I just thought that was far off base. I just think sometimes, you know, I love Ebro. He's one of my favorite people in media, and he's, he's huge inspiration. But we all fall short sometimes, and I think 
Ebro came up a little short in, in that particular category. I could go on Tom Blue in the face. I'm going to spare you. Let's go ahead and, and get into some more current events that took place. Now, um, this was a little bit more serious. Um, I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sports fan. I don't think, I don't think there's any, any secret to it. You know what I'm saying? I watch basketball, football. I watch. I'm a competitive junkie. I watch volleyball, but also for aesthetic purposes, I watch volleyball as well. We'll just keep it there. We'll just keep it nice and gentleman like. Uh, volleyball, man, softball, baseball, everything. Maybe not soccer. I'm not a big fan of soccer, uh, but hockey I can get down on. All right, so wrestling, whatever, professional wrestling too, but also collegiate wrestling. But anyways. So the story about Kareem Hunt. Now, if you don't know who, who Kareem Hunt is, Kareem Hunt is a running back uh, for the Chiefs, for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Um, super talented player. I mean, the guy is a athlete. You know, uh, he, he's one of those people, in my opinion, who has a super high ceiling um, <laughs> when it comes to you know, talent. And the hardest thing about it is we often watch a lot of athletes who are really good go down the wrong path, especially in the NFL. It just seems like the NFL has a history with domestic violence and a domestic domestic abuse. Yeah. So apparently a video surfaced of, of Kareem Hunt uh, in which he was in a hotel lobby, I think it was. And he ended up hitting, well, he pushed his friend. He shoved his friend who then fell into the girl who he was having a heated exchange with. And then they fell back. And then afterwards, he goes on and kicks the girl. And the video is disgusting. I mean, just watching the video is terrible, man. And, you know, and here I'm going to start this off by saying this, okay, because I got into a a, a heated exchange on Twitter as I normally do because I'm super opinionated. But anyways, you got this man who his friends are trying to restrain him. He's a professional football player getting paid millions of dollars. He's pretty much a celebrity. And then you got this woman who we don't really know. We don't know how far their relationship goes back or how well they've known each other. But the situation ends with Kareem Hunt assaulting, you know, this young woman it's not good at all ever to put your hands on a woman if if you're not defending your life unless it's an extreme situation where you're about to die and you have to do something but in in this sense no it's it's, it's horrible it's terrible no one should ever you know accept themselves to or open themselves up to domestic violence I, I don't think anybody should be a part of that at all um it's not cool all right and it's the worst thing one of the worst things you can do especially as a man. Um, so domestic violence on each side is just inexcusable for both parties. But this particular time, Kareem Hunt clearly is at fault because I wasn't saying, when I tweeted about this earlier, because Ray Lewis actually prompted me, because I wasn't going to talk about it. I hate talking about stuff like this. Uh, but Ray Lewis, ex-middle linebacker, uh, Hall of Fame football player, incredible athlete, um, had some troubles of his own in his, in, in his NFL history. I think, you know, at one point in time was on trial, uh, for, was in murder or manslaughter. It was one of the two I would have to, you know, check into the, into the facts. I might have to Google the specifics of the trial, but was a part of something that was even, I'm not going to say worse, but, you know, death is 
not a light topic and he was a part of the trial for murder so for me he tweeted earlier and he didn't even tweet i'm sorry he was on the show and he said that um he felt like kareem hunt should be banned from the nfl i banned you're gonna ban this a first-time offender now he has another situation that just came out as of as of earlier today and i can't really confirm that some nightclub situation where he got into a fight with another guy now this situation when it comes to banning people from being professional athletes i think that notion is a little far-fetched because had this man worked at mcdonald's not that mcdonald's employees are less than other employees had this man worked in any profession let me just say this any profession where he wasn't making millions of dollars and wasn't on tv every monday and sunday and sometimes thursdays had that not been the case you wouldn't be calling up his place of employment to tell them to ban him for life. I can almost guarantee you. I don't know an accountant who has a history or or, or one-time instance of physical or domestic abuse with a woman and people are calling up the, the firm to get this accountant banned from ever crunching numbers again. I don't know that. And it's primarily because we look at professional sports as a privilege. We look at it like, oh, man, this guy, you don't deserve to make millions of dollars anymore because you're less than a human. You're less than a man because you put your hands on a woman. You assaulted her. Now, there, there is something to say about his character. His character is most definitely terrible. I, I, I think that at all costs. I think that legally there should be harsh punishment for men who assault women. Hands down harsh whatever whatever the maximum is you know granted you know they're going to get you know obviously go to trial for a jury in, in front of a jury of their peers and go through the due process of the legal system yes i think that should be administered at all costs but to ban somebody for life from the sport that they are using to from 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 something that they are using to take care of an entire family I, I don't I don't know if I want to go that far. A whole season of suspension and some fines, of course. Now I get it. The NFL has not been the best as an employer when it comes to reprimanding or punishing athletes who have been involved in domestic disputes that have ended ended in abuse. I don't. They're probably one of the <laughs> they're probably one of the worst employers. Or the NBA doesn't play, man. You get you know. You get suspended like 15 games, maybe half a season, depending on how egregious the situation is. Now, it is egregious on any level, but how bad it is. So I get into this back and forth with this young lady and, you know, on Twitter, and she's telling like, oh, the guy should be suspended for life. Take his whole livelihood away off of one bad night. of, And, and I said that he made a horror. I said he, he, he showed horrible decision making. And I said that, you know, I, matter of fact, I, I have it right here. I have my tweets right here. I said clearly he was enraged and, by, and, behind, and beside himself, which is why I use the term horrible judgment. And she said it was more than just horrible judgment. Look, when I say horrible judgment, I'm not using that term loosely to kind of soften the blow of what he did, no pun intended. But what I'm trying to say is that we all have been enraged and angry and we've done things that when we calm down, we realize were horrible decisions. That's the point that I was trying to make. 
that's the point that I actually got across. I just pre- pretty much feel like she was so personally connected to the situation. You know, she don't think he should be. And she said, I don't think he should be able to play again. I'm not sorry that I feel that way. Horrible judgment isn't what was displayed in that video. It's inexcusable and shouldn't be awarded with with being harshly reprimanded because that's what I said. I said the NFL should harshly reprimand them because I I, I truly believe that the legal system is going to distribute some type of retribution to the victim. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lawsuit, a civil suit of some kind. I'm pretty sure he's going to face some criminal charges, and I'm pretty sure that's going to come with – Possibly some jail time because now it's it's getting to the point where it's becoming a little bit more um, potent at this point in the NFL to have these issues. So my thing is like, why shouldn't he be able to work in the NFL again? He's an employee of the NFL. He's no one called him up one day and just gave him a job, okay? And the fact that had this had he been a recreational player, no one would be like, oh, call up the wreck and make sure he never plays at that wreck again. So I get it. I, I think that he does deserve punishment of the harshest kind. I don't think this should be taken lightly. I think this should be as an, an, an example. But I also believe that going forward, this should be an across-the-board thing for everybody. Mandatory. If you go, if you have an, a, a domestic assault or domestic, a domestic violence case, and it's and it's clear that you are the perpetrator, and you're and you're an NFL employee, not just a player, but an employee or anybody. In professional sports, but primarily speaking about the NFL, and I'm going to end this in a second, and I'm ending it right here because I want to make sure I get this point across. There should be a across-the-board reprimand punishment, whether it's five games, a whole season, whether it's a million-dollar fine, whatever it is. Let's just establish that norm so that way we can stop fluctuating when it comes to punishment and then blaming the NFL because the legal system should be standing up for the victim, not the NFL. She won't get any of that money or anything from the NFL. They'll find her. All that money goes to the NFL. That's not where her. That's not where her. Where her retribution comes in. That. That's not where her. You know. That's not where the where, where justice will be made on her behalf. Not with the NFL. It's the legal system. It's the court system. So yes, I do believe that Kareem should most definitely be uh, punished legally. I'm throwing that out there right now. I really hope that goes down. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, with the NFL, I, I feel like, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. And, you know, I don't think anybody will ever be happy, but you want to see his livelihood be taken because you feel like playing professional football is a privilege. And if you get in trouble, that privilege should be taken. It's not a free ride. You, you work all year round, rarely see your family. Like, come on, it's just like any other, you know, uh, profession where you make a lot of money. It's demanding of your time and especially your body. So I don't want to make it seem like, oh, all that it, it's all good. Let's just take that from him because I don't know if it should go that far. He has family to feed. And, yes, that the decision he made comes with harsh consequences, but they should be legal. There should be some jail time in there. There should be some reform in there. There should be, there should be you know, probation in there, classes he should take to handle his anger, all of that. You know, but the NFL, come on, man. Like, I, I don't think the NFL is the place we want to go ask for justice. That's just me. Uh, speaking in more current events, um, obviously one of the things that's been heating up with, with it being, you know, toward the end of the year, you know, um, a lot of people have been talking about their year in review, um, you know, with the best albums of the year, you know, who, who's been doing this, who's been doing that. And uh, one of the things that I want to highlight is that, you know, we have kind of celebritized politicians and I don't like it anymore. I'm over it. You know, I'm over the celebrity politicians now because it's just becoming 
is becoming terrible. It's getting to the point where it's like it's not even who wants that. No one wants that. No one wants their president to be not even a, no 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 one wants their city council member, you know, to be trending on Twitter and giving these crazy rants. You know, like it's just getting to that point now. But anyways, I say all that to say uh, with midterms and everything, you know, it's been a politically charged year. And I think it's going to continue to be uh, continue to be politically charged. But Senator Cory Booker is going to run for president. And he also made another announcement. Check it out. As soon as I get my audio together, don't clown me. I'm I'm literally producing. I'm running my own boards and doing my own show. All right, here we go. Kamala Harris just said that she'll decide on a 2020 run after the holidays. After the holidays, there is a black woman. Yep. Who is like the people don't even like trip over it anymore. Not who is a legitimate uh, po- possibility for, for for president. It's a and norm now, baby. Let's do too, it. Uh, uh, I'm thinking about running for president. You want to be president? I want the values we've been discussing here. Mm-hmm. I want the values we've been discussing here. I want that revival of civic grace in our country where we have common pain all around this country. I want to get back to a sense of common purpose. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Senator Cory Booker right there. Now, you know, one thing I love about Senator Cory Booker is that he's become a lot more front and center and a lot more potent with his cause and where he stands because he wasn't always this bold. I think that the political climate forced him to get to this area. Um, I think also, I think at times he could be a little, <laughs> a little extra because he didn't even really answer. He didn't answer the question. He said, yeah, I'm considering it. But I mean, I think now when you hear people say, or when you hear a Senator, you know, or a Congressman say, oh, you know, I'm running for, I'm considering running for office. I'll make my decision after the holidays. I, you know, that's pretty much a yes to me. You're pretty much saying you're going to run, but then all that stuff afterwards about values and stuff like that, he's going to have the hardest of times. All right. He's currently, you know, <laughs> the senator from New Jersey, and, and he's the junior United States senator uh, in New Jersey right now since 2013. Uh, he's fairly young, too, 49 years of age, fairly young. And he was most notable for, you know, obviously, you know, when, when they were getting ready to. You know, everybody's getting ready to give their speeches about concession and who's winning what. He was one of those people standing up like, look, we're not giving up. We're going to fight. I like Senator Cory Booker. I just think that um, sometimes he could be a little wordy, but that's all politicians. Obviously, they always try to keep the door open to, you know, backtrack or, you know, push forward on something that may or may not be popular. So I think that's very interesting. I think that's kind of dope, too. So uh, that was some good political news. All right. I like. I always like to see, you know, younger you know, politicians enter that arena and enter that conversation for president and those higher ranking offices because, you know, sometimes those older ideologies, man, they did, you know, feel dated. So I'm looking forward to seeing some young blood, you know, uh, really jump in and, and, and spawn a whole new change. That's just me. So if you don't know much about Senator Cory Booker, make sure you check him out. Um, anyways, it's the holidays. And, you know, as I, as I get ready to wrap up, it's the holidays. Uh, and yes, and a couple of people asked me questions about um, my Thanksgiving dinner. It went pretty good. I cooked pretty good, man. I took the, I put some pictures on Instagram, but I'm gonna keep it extra funky with you. I took him down because I, I, you know, I just, you know, you put your plate up there, you see everybody else's plates, and it's not that you're comparing it. It's just that you like, man. Does Instagram really need another meal on your timeline on my IG story? Just sitting there waiting on you? I don't think so. 
So I put up a couple and then a couple people DM me and then I, I let it hang around for a little bit. I'm the king of deleting Instagram stories. I let it I let that joint linger overnight for like 20, 30 minutes, get a couple views, spark a little bit of, you know, and you I wait for those key views, those key people I want to tune in on it or like it on the post, and then I delete it. I just show it to you and I take it away from you. Uh so shout out to everybody that have fun uh over the holidays. Oh, real quick before before I get done, man. I gotta address this. Um, it's the holidays And this is one of my favorite times of the year All the families get together Everybody get to hang out You know, hopefully you uh, You know, whip out my podcast For your family You know, you're still on iTunes Apple Podcasts TuneIn Stitcher SoundCloud YouTube You know, like So yeah, so like, You know, put that on for your family Let's start some controversy But um, And speaking of controversy I, I You know, I gave my thoughts On this whole Ariana Grande Ar- Grande Wow Ariana Grande, thank you. Next thing, thing. Wow, her. I'm just sounding all types of disrespectful. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm thinking about the comments and the emails that I've gotten on Twitter and just, just. The, I've gotten emails off my first episode, which I thought was pretty good. Round of applause for me. Let me clap that up. You know, pulling heartstrings out here. I um, <laughs> I said that I thought the song was was not that good. And I thought her video was, ah, you know, I, I, everybody was like, oh, well, it's, it's an old to Mean Girls. And that's cool. Whatever. There's a couple movie parodies in there. Uh, me personally, I, I guess I'm just over artists exploring heartbreaks and re- failed public relationships as real material for song making. And when I said what I said, I, I said, imagine being famous and dating a whole bunch of famous people. And those relationships not working out and then exploiting them musically for your monetary gain. Wow. And <laughs> when somebody asked me to clarify, I said the latest example was Ariana Grande. You know, I seen a video where she had like the pictures of her exes and then she had like the letters in them. And I, I said that on Twitter and it caused a, it caused a little bit of stir amongst women naturally because everybody's offended by something these days. And it was just my opinion. And then I got this. I'm not even going to read the email because whoever this person was, whoever the woman is, she was going so hard that she just misspelled and left out every single piece of punctuation you can think of. There was no commas. I didn't know when those sentences started and ended. There was very wrongly misspelled words. And I just was like, you know what? I Clearly, this, is, this touched their soul in some form or fashion. So I wanted to tell her thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show. And I also wanted to say that I don't have any gripes with Ariana Grande. I don't know her. Okay. I worked in radio. I think I met her probably once at best. And it was probably like an artist meet and greet um, in Orlando at their station that I used to work for in Orlando. You know, when I used to do when I used to, when I was on air there. So, no, I don't know much about her and I don't know much about their relationships, but I could tell you that over time, I'm old enough to understand that artists get in these relationships, these high profile, high profile relationships, and then they end and then they turn around and feed them to you as material. And I just think that's trash. I just feel like, you know, we watched your whole relationship on Instagram, five of them, Instagram, Twitter, all the tabloids, the blogs. We know. I I don't know because I don't pay attention. I'm just saying that we're we're aware of the parameters of the relationship. So, you know, Usher has done it and they, they made it seem like I was being misogynistic or like I was gender bashing. They made it seem like I, I wasn't for, you know, women coming out and empowering themselves about their stories of their relationships. 
that's what she said. At least that's what I think. I couldn't make out most of her words. But I was happy she hit me up. Um, because I'll clarify, I have no problem with that. I'm just telling you that I just think it's the oldest trick in the book. And I just feel like at this point, I'm I'm holding every artist to better standards, okay? I If I'm going to be held to better standards as a podcaster and as, you know, I'm, I hate the word influencer. If I'm be held to higher standards as a, as a man, whenever I speak. And this is the hardest thing. Even when I was talking about the Kareem Hunt story, anytime a man talks about a, a I don't know, I guess, um, how can I put this? A a female dominated situation or a situation that prop that that mostly pertains to women as a man you just sound like this or i'm a man and i'm right and women should do this and say less of that i'm not saying that not at all i just merely offer my opinion and women come with the with the name calling misogynistic gender passion and you know uh uh you know he has a gripe you know all types of just i i can't even think of some of the terms that have, that were thrown at me and i just was like look man i felt this type of way about her music it's it she put it out for consumption and financial gain the least i have the uh, a right to do is just say hey i wasn't feeling that because of this particular concept so uh shout out to i ain't gonna say your name i got your email up right now but shout out to whoever emailed me and i appreciate it email me more stuff all right you can always email me any topics you want to hear on Real Spit with Royale? Any, you, you can even come on the show. I'll, I'll debate you right here on the show, okay? We can go back and forth, exchange facts. You are more than welcome to come to New York. I am, I am, in, I, I am in New York, okay? Come see me. We, I was going to get a mobile studio and pull up on you. You know, we can, we can have it out. So you can hit me up with topics, anything you disagree with. Hit me up. Email me, D-Royale, D-R-O-Y-A-L-E-1045 at gmail.com don't forget to get at me on instagram and twitter you can slide my dms and go off on me too all i be all i do on twitter is argue with people and reshare memes and crack jokes and say controversial things i actually want to play this plies clip but i gotta get out of here though we got we got more people coming in to record um like i said get at me on instagram and twitter at d royale i don't really snapchat like that but either way it's still d royale holla at me on there uh and also don't forget i'm still looking for um podcast guests all right, so if you want to come on here, um, I usually record right here uh, at Canal Street Radio, associated with the Listening Party family. Salute to them. Uh, my family, FM family, for making it happen. I got to stop saying it twice. My fam- my F, you got to say it twice. My family, FM family, all right, for allowing me to get in here as well. Um, so, yeah, if, you, if you're interested in the podcast industry, uh, you want to be a part of something great like this that's coming up. And, you know, I just got started. This is episode two. Um, still a lot more things to uh, discuss so many current events so i'll probably do it two to three times a week um right here canal street radio so if you want to get at me hit me up on instagram or twitter at d royale i i i have a great feeling about the people that i've actually i got some people that's going to come in i got i got two um instagram you know and they, they killing me on instagram followers too i got like five and a half five thousand or something like that you know they got like two hundred forty six thousand. And they're like, yo, I want to come on the show. I'm like, bet, let's do it. You know, let's make it happen. And it's primarily women. I got one guy, too, I'm going to bring in as well. I think what I would do is do a featured guest every week. Um, and everybody has their strengths. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty dope, too. But either way, if you want to be featured on the show, you want to pull up the Real Spit Royale, record with me, have some fun. I have some drinks and some food in here. And we're going to get busy. We're going to talk about some real comfortable topics. We're going to have some funny spinoffs on it. All right, this is all just for the just for the game. We're just we're just entertaining and informing. That's what we're doing. It's entertaining and informing at the same time. Uh, so once again, 
Uh, so make sure you get at me on Instagram and Twitter at DRoyale. Or you can also email me, D-R-O-Y-A-L-E-1045 at gmail.com. Also, don't forget... Um, this is, you know, you can stream this on all major platforms, baby. We here now. <laughs> uh, you can check it out on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also iTunes. You can download the episodes on iTunes. Uh, you can also check it out on TuneIn. Um, what else? Oh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, um, and I got a couple more platforms I'm working on. But all the majors you can get it on. You know, all the major, and it's for for the freeze. It's for the free. I right, for the free. So get at me. All right, all streaming services. Uh, we getting it in. Uh, Real spit with Royale presented in partnership with Listening Party, the creators of Family FM. I right, don't forget to follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market.